Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Best. This is the best of the best show, the new version of the best show. And for people who don't know, the best show takes place each and every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. till midnight over at thebestshow.net. And if you uh, are new to the program, these are little bite-sized greatest hits samples of what we do every week. So check this out, and if you want more, you can listen to the full three-hour extravaganza and check it out. And if you want to support The Best Show, the way to do that is to uh, download the episodes and to give us reviews on iTunes and to tell people that the show is back and that you like it. So please check out this new episode of Best Show Bests. Best Show, you're on the air. Hello? It's over. It's over. Hello? Who is this? I'm sorry, man. I've been crying since Sunday night. You've been crying since Sunday night? Yeah. Who is who is this? <sighs> I can't believe it. I can't believe Bob and Phil and the boys have played their last help slip, Frank. <laughs> Why have you been crying? You've been crying since when? Sunday night. Wait, I think I know who this might be. <laughs> is this Bryce? Well, you uh, it might be the 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 uh, constant bong rips that are tipping me off. Oh, was I doing that? You, it's second nature to me at it, this point, right? Well, it comes across on on the on the show pretty loudly. I thought I was being stealth with it. No, not so much. <laughs> so, so Bryce, you're pretty torn up about the uh the Grateful Dead played their last shows this past weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you torn up? Um, not so much. I mean, that's really not my scene. I was not much of a dead fan, really. So. Oh, man, I wish you could have seen the rings that came out of my mouth when I did that. That was my great, my greatest ring, whatever. Your greatest, wow. Okay. So you can't. Wait, so you, you're not into the dead. No, I'm not. Not really. Everybody no. on Earth is a dead fan, man. I heard Obama is so distraught about this that he wanted to step down from office and let Biden run the country for a couple months. But Biden's too upset to do it, also. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so now they're trying to figure out who's next in line for president. I think it's Dave Grohl, so he's going to be the president this summer. Dave Grohl is going to be president. Yeah. This this summer. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the one thing he hasn't done, so sure, let's let him let's let him do that too. Right? I, I mean, don't know. I'll make the rules. Okay, but you're. I, look, I, I, I have never heard ever that 
the president and vice president are deadheads. Wait, didn't you see the shows this weekend? No, no, I didn't. Oh, oh man, Biden and Obama were at all three Chicago shows. And I'll tell you what, man. What? Those guys are by no means touchheads. Touchheads? What is a touchhead? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. A touchhead? Those are newbies who didn't get into the dead till in the dark. And, of course, the hit single, Touch of Grey. You grateful dummy dip munch. Touchheads? I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. So they're not... So Obama and Biden are... are you said they're not touchheads. No, no. Those guys go deep with the warlocks. I'll tell you, they were high-fiving when they broke into New Potato Caboose that first night in Chicago. Uh-huh. And, and man, Obama and Biden looked so cool. They were wearing those big Dr. Seuss hats. I love those. The, Don't you love those? The big Dr. Seuss hats. No, not really. Not, um, not exactly my style. Oh, man. Well, you know, they were dancing the whole time. Have you seen Biden do his twirl? Have I seen Biden do his tour? No, I have not. Oh, man, do yourself a favor. You got to Google right now. Google the Biden twirl. The Biden twirl. Yeah. Right, hold on. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. It's, right? It's Joe. It's Biden. Yeah. And he's doing that really stupid deadhead dance. What's he wearing? He's wearing that hat. Yeah. That big Dr. Seuss hat. He's got a tie, but it's loosened. Why do you even bother having a tie on? I think it's to command respect on some level, right? I guess it maybe he thinks it shows that this is who I am, but I'm not that right now. Yeah, I'm still on the job. Yeah, but... But, but I'm still doing massive hits. <laughs> yes, I'm... Wow. He's kind of going for it. He really is. This. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. You know, to his, to his and the president's credit, they didn't want to overshadow the dead, so they just danced off to the side of the stage with their wives. Wait, their their wives were there also? Oh, yeah, but I'll, I'll be honest, they weren't so into it, you know, but even the old ladies couldn't sit still when the dead broke into Mississippi, half-step up down to them. I mean, that's when things got really crazy. Uh, what, what, what happened? How did it get they, crazy? They started jamming. Who was jamming? Obama and Biden. No. What, what, jamming jamming on what? Axes. Axes. Yeah. Olympic guitars made matching guitars for both the president and the vice president. And they both got up on stage and started chugling. Oh, chugling. What? Yeah. Okay. So they were... you ever... Don't you like good chugling? You know, I love... Credence Clearwater Revival so much, but if they in any way had anything to do with Chuglin being a part of like the overall right. vocabulary, that right. it makes me like them a little less. 
well, that you may not like that, but we do have them to thank for the the, uh, the word boinen. We do, yes. They they showed their true roots as as guys from from where the Bay Area with that deep Southern accent. Well, they got it boinen and toinen for sure, right? Yeah, and when Elvis Presley sang his version of that song, he said burning and turning. Well, he was from New York, right? <laughs> Elvis was not from New York. Yeah, he was. He was very sophisticated. <laughs> he, he was not from New York. He enjoyed sophisticated cuisine. Well, he liked, he liked some some trash food. Like what? Like peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Oh man, I'd like that right now. You'd like one of those right now? I'd like eight of them right now. Oh, oh wow! I don't know why though. So they oh. were they they were chuglin up there, right? Oh my God! Yes, they were so into it. I'll tell you what, man, they were even doing mounted bass drum hits during space. What what is a mounted bass drum hit? Well, you know how Mickey and Bill had that big arsenal of drums and stuff back behind their kits. Mm-hmm. I, they yeah the two uh, the two drummers in the Grateful Dead have like a ton of drums and uh, percussive instruments up on stage. Yeah, and, you know, they each have these big bass drums mounted behind them, and during space, you know that part of the show where they make all that crazy noise for what feels like five hours, but is actually only ten minutes? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with what space is. Well, during space, somebody filled up a couple of the bass drums with dragonberry cheddar. Wait, what is drag... What is dragonberry cheddar? What? You have a show for young people on a CB radio channel, and you don't know what dragonberry cheddar is? Dra- I don't know. Well, first of all, the show's not on a CB radio. That's, oh, it sounds that, like it. Well, it's definitely not. Um, okay. No, it's a broadcast worldwide. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, and... I still don't know no, what... I'm real nervous. Well, you're not nervous. <laughs> you're making fun. I can... No, I ain't. Yeah, you're, you ain't. I know. Uh, dragonberry cheddar. I don't know what that is. Um, well, it's only my favorite strain of Crippler. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think Weed Fiend 69 said it best in his review on ChronicPatrol.net when he said, Intense strain for me. This gets you incredibly faded for the entire day. Warning, though, not a great use for social situations, for you will be a zombie when your eye smells. <laughs> but it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, uh, Bryce, can I go out on a limb here and guess uh, who Weed Fiend 69 might be? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you have three hours to burn, well, though. Well, I'm going to guess it's you. Wait, can you see inside my palm pilot? Your your palm pilot? Yeah. No, no, I can't see inside your palm. I can't believe you're using a palm pilot still, but no, I, I just, it seemed kind of an obvious uh, guess to make. Maybe you're an obvious guess to make. Uh, well, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure either. Oh, well, okay, back to the topic at hand. Yeah. 
every time Mickey or Bill hit one of the mounted bass drums, yeah. huge plumes of drag brachet would shoot out and get huffed by various VIPs who were there on stage. There were VIPs on stage? Yeah, there were a couple. Like like who? Oh, man, let me try to remember. Uh, Bill Murray, uh, David Crosby, Jenny Lewis, Bill Walton. Bernie Sanders, uh, who else? Gabe Kaplan, Ira Kaplan, Tony Shalhoub, uh, Martha Stewart, Merle Allen, Mike Ditka, who else? Uh, mean Gene Okerlund, uh, Sammy Sosa, Gary and Jake Busey, uh, Judge Joe Brown, uh, Stan Van Gundy, uh, who else? Jello Man, uh, Gary and Jake Fogelnoost, uh, Martha Davis, of course, from the motels. Uh, Buzz Aldrin. Mm-hmm. Who else was there? Uh, Marla Gibbs. Uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. Wait, Marla, <laughs> Marla Gibbs. That's uh, that's uh, from the Jeffersons. That's uh, yeah, Florence. Yeah, big dead fan. Remember oh. how Sherman Hemsley was a big prog fan? Yeah, that was that like a thing between the two of them. Well, she liked the, you know, the, uh, the kind of softer country rock that also had a little acid fry to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Sher- Sherman Helmsley was a huge fan of Gong. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, Mark, play a Gong song right now. I can't. I'm not going to play any Gong right now. Please. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know if we're going to get to any Gong tonight. Oh, but you might. We might. Maybe get a little David Allen on the show, but. Oh no! I mean tonight. Tonight, oh, we'll see, we'll see. Who, who was oh, that? It. Who else was at the show? I'll just stop talking, man. Until no, you no, no, it. no, no. I would rather hear who else was uh, VIP at this. Okay, uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. I think I mentioned uh, Dennis DeOlb. Wait, who? Dennis DeOlb. De- who is Dennis DeOlb? Oh, that's what Dennis DeYoung from Sticks calls himself now. Wait, that's the dumbest thing I've ever... Dennis, he calls... Dennis DeYoung now calls himself Dennis DeOld. Yeah, you know how, you know, he's finally embracing his fuddy-duddy? Uh-huh. Remember at the, at the end of, of that, uh, what was that, what was that, that, that rock concert they had, that concept album, Kilroy was here? Yes, yeah. And they had that thing where at the end of the show, they, they did like a, like a boogie-woogie medley of old rock and roll songs. I mean, what 15-year-old in 1981 doesn't want to hear Blue Suede Shoes, right? Yeah, what, what 15-year-old who finally got money to go see... The band that did uh, Renegade, like who who's been playing the Pieces of Eight album, can't wait to go watch Sticks go a- act for twenty minutes before right. they play a note of music, yeah, and then play their new crummy album, and then do a rock and roll medley at the end. Yeah, they finally cut loose, and you know they they don't play that old hat. Of like you know, blue collar man or come sail away. No. They, they they play some stuff by the coasters. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're too busy doing a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah. Oh, and when he he could dance like a like a bandit man. <laughs> so Dennis the Young is now Dennis the Old. Yeah. Okay. Oh, who else was there? Robert England, oh. uh, Edward James Almost, uh, okay. Edward James Almost, the porn actor. Uh, Fred Savage, uh, Savage Fred the Wrestler, uh, Amorosa. Okay, from The Apprentice. Uh, Celebrity Chef Levi Roots. Who? 
celebrity chef Levi Roots. Levi Roots. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Roots. The Roots. Yes. Okay. What else? Uh, Ronnie Spector. All right. Uh, the Mythbusters. The Mythbusters were yeah. there. Okay. Stretching uh, the definition of VIP a little bit. Oh, F you. That's oh. a good program. <laughs> okay. Uh, who else? Lance Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got booed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Greg Popovich. No. Okay, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Danny Woodburn. He was great. He had some good moves. Who's Danny Woodburn again? He played Mickey on Seinfeld. He's the best guy. He was hanging out with Mickey Dolenz, too. What a great gang. Wow, that's a real who's who up there, huh? Yeah. 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 Uh, former governor of Pennsylvania, Ed Rendell. Okay, that's an odd one. Uh, Greg Gutfeld. From Red Eye. Yep. The guy who used those Red Eye. Yeah. Uh, Angus Scrim. Angus Scrim. Yeah. Wait, not from the Phantasm movies. Yeah, the tall man. The tall man from the fan. Okay. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, who else? Oh, uh, Gary Hart was there too. Yeah. Okay, Gary. Yeah, he was Hart. having sex. <laughs> okay. He's still, he's still into that man. Sure. I give him props. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. good for him. Yeah. That's a real heavy-duty VIP section, Bryce. Right. Yeah. But in front and center. Yeah. The president and the VP. Mm-hmm. And may I tell you, Biden was so out of hand that Bob Weir had to throw one of his sandals at him. What What does that mean? Well, that's a major event. I mean, Bob treats those sandals like they're his children. Sand, he, so an actual sandal on his foot. Yeah. So he threw a sandal at Biden. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that's, I guess. Within, within seconds, Ramrod came back on stage and gave him a new one, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ramrod. What, yeah. What, what's Ramrod? Are you kidding? I don't know who is that a roadie or something? Yeah, he's the roadie. Okay. Been with Ram- him forever. Okay. Ramrod. Oh, but man, I'll tell you what. What? It's a real shame Mike's parole issues kept him from being at the shows. Yeah, you know, I know Mike is a, a you know is a huge Dead fan, and uh, he would have probably loved to have been there. But, you know, I guess it was bound to happen soon, you know. I mean, he was bound to get popped for, uh, you know, what he does. Like the saying goes, pimping ain't easy. I just didn't realize he had so many um, (laughs) employees. Yeah, I mean, Mike's... It's hard to get a handle on Mike in 2015 sometimes, AP Mike. (laughs) You know, he's uh, just like I ask him how things are going. He's just like, yeah, I'm running things. You know what I mean? I know. Just yeah. Like every every once in a while, I'd run into him and he'd, I'd hear him say under his breath, where's my bees? Where's my bees? Okay. Yeah. I, I've never heard him say that. He probably knows better than to do that around me. Probably, yeah. But, um, you're, you're PC. You're more PC than I am. Uh-huh. P- yeah, more PC than you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he's he's kind of like he's got his own thing, and you know, he calls himself Swaggy M now. I know it works for him, though. I like how he cocks that hat. He does. He cocks that. It's like a baseball cap, though. 
It is. Yes, yes. You know, it's like it's he wears it like he thinks he's wearing like a really cool hat, but it's yeah. like a hat. It's like a War of the Worlds like crew hat that right. he got from when that movie War of the Worlds filmed in Bayonne. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. <laughs> so he kind of cocks it as if he thinks he's wearing like a fancy hat, but it's like a crew baseball cap. Well, he's representing his town. You know, it's the biggest thing that ever happened to that mm. town. Yeah, he is. But you know what? What? It was also cool, though, you know, because... Phil Lesh did dedicate Wharf Rat to Mike. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, here's a song for our main man from Bayonne, the Chico Kid. Wow. I had no idea that the Grateful Dead knew who Mike was. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I saw a bunch of deadheads wearing Get In The Chico Zone shirts. Huh. Yeah, and they were throwing these frisbees around, and when someone made a particularly great catch, the person would go, Do you sell puppies? So they're quoting him in the parking lot of this final dead show. Yes. Wow. That's, yes. That's, uh, Mike has arrived. Oh, yeah, man. So those, so the show's, uh, yeah. Yeah, the shows were yeah. pretty... I, I thought they were good. There, there were some bad reviews, though, you know. But overall, I thought it was great. But I, I'll be honest. I went on a rampage on a few of the dead message boards when I found out Trey was standing in for Jerry. Mm-hmm. But that was until someone explained that it was Trey from Fish, not Trey from Green Day. <laughs> Wait, so you you thought... You actually thought that the drummer from Green Day, Trey Cool, yes, was going to be replacing Jerry Garcia in this final iteration of the Grateful Dead. Wouldn't that make you mad? It would if I was like, a dead what's fan. What's he gonna do? Just play the punk drums on those songs? Uh huh. Okay. I don't know what that is, but so, so how how in your opinion, you being yeah. the, the dead fan that you are, how did I like it? Yeah. Well. You know, there were a few stretches where the music sounded pretty lifeless, but mm-hmm. that was mainly because Bill and Mickey were struggling with that DT Cruiser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, what's that? Oh, remember earlier in this conversation when we discussed the arsenal of drums and stuff behind Mickey and Bill? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was like, uh, like two minutes ago. Was it? Like like months ago. <laughs> no, it was very oh, recently. I don't know. Well, anyway, anywho, around 1985, Bill and Mickey opened a small auto repair shop on stage. I I don't I don't know what you're talking about. On stage, they opened an auto repair shop. Yeah. See, they wanted to 
make some extra money during tour, so they put the word out that they cha- change fans' oil and do engine repair during the shows. On stage, they do that. Yeah, yeah why? Uh-huh. Okay. I, I, it's, it's shocking. Well, so anyway, there was one point during the second Chicago show during Tennessee Jet when they were both trying to deal with some rusted calipers and a broken camshaft. And there were no drums at all for about 20 minutes, and that was kind of a low energy-wise, i got to say. Yeah, that would, that would kind of diminish the energy of the, of the show if the two percussionists were busy trying to fix a, a camshaft on a, on a PT Cruiser. I could see right? how that would slow things down, yeah. But man, when they broke into their most punk song, Alabama Getaway. Uh-huh. Things really started to heat up, man. I'll tell you, it took me back to the love boat. It took you back to the what? The love boat. The love boat. What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean by the love boat? When they were on it. When who was on it? When the dead was on the love boat. The love boat. The TV show, the love boat. Yeah. The Grateful Dead were on the love boat. You don't remember this? I've never... No, this does not sound familiar at all. Okay, well, are you get ready to go to love boat school. Uh, okay. But you never heard that before? No, I haven't, actually. Lo- I, I never said it before. Okay, well, look, there's a first time for everything, Bryce, so... Right, it's like the first guy that ever ate a squid. Someone's got to do that. Somebody's got to say, I'm going to... I'm going to fry that thing. Yeah. Am I still alive? Oh, yeah, Barely, I am. barely, yeah. <laughs> I had a little bit of a, of a synapse failure or something. Yeah, I wasn't I sure. You were in the middle of talking about squid and taking me to love boat school. Then you went strangely silent for a second. Oh, now I remember, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, all right. Remember back in 1980 when the dead released their album, Go to Heaven? Go to Heaven. That's the album... Um, where they were wearing like all like disco suits on the cover, like white disco suits. Yes, yeah. See, th- that was very divisive amongst deadheads. People thought they were selling out with that look and and also the sound of that record. Okay. Yeah, Clive Davis, who's the head of Arista, mm-hmm. he he was really pushing them to be more commercial. And right after that record came out, Clive Davis called in a favor to his bro, Aaron Spelling, and asked him to let the Dead be guest stars on Love Boat. I've never. That sounds insane. Clive. No, man, it's true, and it only aired once. Okay, did you see it? I sure did. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, in the episode, which is called A Long Strange Cruise, the dead played these convicted felons who've been sentenced to live out the rest of their days on an Alaskan penal colony. Uh Uh-huh. Say that ten times fast, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. But there's a jailboat strike, so... Captain Steubing agrees to transport the prisoners on the Pacific Princess. Mm-hmm. So, in the episode, it all centers around this big disco dance contest that's going to be on the final night of the cruise. Okay. And all the guests on the ship are contestants in the disco contest. Uh-huh. Like, who, who do you know any of the guests? Oh, let me try to remember. Um, Gordon Jump. Uh, Aaron Moran. 
Jackie Earl Haley, uh, who else? Juliet Prowse, mm -hmm. Gary Berghoff, okay, uh, Anne Margaret, uh huh, David Norton, uh, Kim Fields, Tootie, yep, yeah. Red Berry. That's rerun. Yeah, mm -hmm. Rosemary from uh, Dick Van Dyke. Exactly. Yeah, and Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, the ship's band, they get food poisoning from some faulty lobster bisque. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like there's going to be no music for the big disco contest. And it's a major catastrophe, though. Uh-huh. Well, what, what, what happens next? Well, when Isaac comes down to the ship's brig to bring the prisoners their gruel. <laughs> okay, their gruel, yeah. Yeah, they get gruel once a day. He overhears them singing Scarlet Begonias, and they sound amazing. Just what you'd expect from the dead. Oh, okay. So right. Isaac tells Captain Steubing about their immense talent, and he asks if they will supply the music for the disco contest. So, okay. So they agree to play, and there's this great scene where they they play a disco-fied version of Alabama Getaway, and this particular track was produced by Giorgio Moroder just for the show, and all the guests dance. Uh-huh. It's really cool, Tom. Uh-huh, really cool. They, the dad even did a, a version of the Love Boat theme song. Wait, of the, the Love Boat theme? Yeah. Really? I've yeah. never I've never heard that. Well, they only aired it once, but I remembered it went something like love exciting and new. Take a hit. We're expecting you. And love. Life's sweetest reward. Eat some shrooms, but don't fall overboard. The love boat soon will be making another drug run. The love boat promises trips for everyone. Set a course for adventure, your mind will be frying soon. I dropped my wallet. Hang on. You're right there. No. <laughs> there, I got it. It fell under this ottoman. You got it. Yeah. Um. And love. Oh, you're gonna keep singing. Won't hurt. And of course, there's more. Okay. Love won't hurt anymore. You'll be so baked. You won't feel anything at all. It's love. Break out the bong. It's love. Oh. Wow. Oh, man. Oh. And the ramrod, their roadie, he was there, too. And in the middle of the dance contest, he dosed the punch bowl, and everyone had really, really, really bad trips, Tom. Uh -huh. It wow. was sick. Uh-huh. Like what? How oh, sick? Oh, man. At one point, Anne Margaret, she was gouging Jackie Earl Haley's eyes out with an ice pick. Uh-huh. And then... Gordon Jump, he got a face full of glass shards. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, P Pete Rose, he was there. And he, of course, was 
well known for being a tri bottle clicker. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of one of the things he's known for. Yeah, so he smashes up his clicking bottles uh-huh. and he climbs them in, in Gordon Jump's face. Okay. It was sick, and but uh, there was something good that came out of it. It inspired Cannibal Corpse's hit single, Force Fed Broken Glass. Well, at least there's a silver lining somewhere in there. I yeah. Guess. Oh, man, but the way the episode ended. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It has this shot of everyone on the Pacific Princess just tripping, tripping negative balls and fighting and stabbing each other. Uh-huh. But there's this masterful pull-out shot, and we see, as we pull out more and more, we see the members of the dead and Ramrod in a lifeboat sailing off into the distance. So, so okay, so these escaped felons, these, 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 like these convicted felons, I'm sorry, they es- sorry, these felons. They were convicted, yes. They were convicted. But now they escaped. Now they beat. Colony. They've ducked out on a lifeboat. Yeah. So they're escaping from from any sort of uh, punishment here. Isn't it beautiful? No, that's not beautiful. They snuck mm. out. They didn't mm. pay the price. Well, that's I guess that's a that's a moral uh, issue, I guess. But anyway, the episode was directed by Trenell Strauss. Uh-huh. But he, really? he had to do it under a different name. He did it under the name Thor Zabotnil. Okay. Yeah. See, Strauss was being blue-listed at the time because he was suspected of having ties to the Ayatollah, so he had to work under this other name. Uh-huh. Well, did did he have ties to the Ayatollah? Come on. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. Oh, I th- yeah. the way you said, come on, I thought you were going to say, oh, God, no. No, he was really in tight. Oh. He, was, he was doing promotional films for the Ayatollah. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's that. That's a, I did not know that about Trent L. Strauss. You learn something every night. You do. But what another interesting thing that came out of that whole love boat thing? Mm-hmm. Bill Kreutzman and Nikki Hart were so funny that Aaron Spelling gave them their own show. I did. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was called On the Beat. Okay. It was about these two hippie drummers from Berkeley Mm -hmm. who get recruited by the San Francisco Police Department to go undercover when the Zodiac Killer resurfaces in the early 80s. (laughs) Wait a minute. So the, the... (laughs) <laughs> the the two guys from the Grateful Dead play right. two cops yep. who are out because so so in this show the Zodiac Killer resurfaces right and then they're they're hired to try to to find him yeah oh yeah yeah but you know the show didn't didn't really do that well uh huh yeah. You know, kind of, kind of like that Warriors TV series. It, mm-hmm. it just couldn't decide whether or not it wanted to be a sitcom or a disturbing look into the morbid, horrific mind of a half-animal part party machine 316 serial killer. Hmm. That is... I, I don't even know how to process that. I know. That- What 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 is that? Oh no, man! 
what 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 what's going on? Head count. What? Yeah, head count. Head count. I don't know. What do you mean by head count? Well, that's the sound they use when they're going to count us. When they're going to. Well, what is this? Prison Warden Minahan. Wait. Are you, uh, Bryce, are you in jail? Yeah. You just yelled out to a warden. Yeah. What, what are you, <laughs> how, why are you in jail? Well, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I broke into the dead's dressing room after that final show. And I tried to steal Bob's cargo shorts. Okay. Yeah, I got popped and now I'm in the hut in Chicago. Just like Sean Penn in that movie where they inexplicably left him that one shot where a cameraman is clearly visible. Uh-huh. Um, I've never, I, 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 it sounds like you're referencing the movie Bad Boys. But I, yeah. I don't know about that, that, uh, particular, uh, blunder or blooper, oh, whatever you well, call it. I guess you're not a student of early 80s coming-of-age prison cinema like yours, truly. Uh-huh. Well, you know, we all can't be experts in the same things, and I mean... That's what they say. Yeah. Well, I, I don't... Oh, no! What is, what, what is that? Bryce? Yeah? What was that? That means lights out. Wait, what means lights out? They play Grateful Dead music in prison for oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. I I had no idea that that what kind of that there's any kind of prison like that. Oh yeah, man. Uh huh. Yeah. This whole town is going dead crazy. You know, normally there would be like the sound of uh. You know, like a, a a horn to alert the inmates, but they've been playing dead music all week. Wow, that's a weird prison. They got it's crazy, right? Grateful Dead fever because of I these know. final shows. Well, you know, I guess it never. Well, wonders never cease. You know, right? This prison's got two horns. What's that? This prison's got two horns. Two horns, okay. Yeah, I know that was a stretch, and I want to apologize to your listeners. <laughs> okay. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Raining. Oh, no! What? Oh, no! Oh, no, Tom! What, what, what's, what's, what's going on? Uh, they're playing Space from Dozen at the Nick. Yeah. March 1990? Uh-huh. That could only mean one thing. What, what does that mean? Oh, no. What? They only play that when a prisoner's about to get shanked. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no. What? Oh, 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 no. I'm getting shanked real bad, man. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, man. What is it? Oh. Are you okay? I'm going Three horns. Another stretch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello. 
Wow, okay. I guess Bryce, everybody's dying now. He's getting shanked. Good heavens. Jeepers, creepers, man. Weird stuff going on. Huh, Mike? I didn't know you were tight in the dead community. I didn't know they dedicated Wharf Rat to you. You're making a name for yourself. Yeah. Good old Mike. They know him in the dead community as uh, whatever he's known as. And he's known in the best show community as the the guy with uh, cashew cashew cluster dust all over his fingers. Guy likes his cashew clusters. Excuse me, Mike. Uh, I just want to ask you about these uh, cashew clusters. Yeah, so I like cashew clusters, Columbo. Look, Lieutenant, if you've got something to accuse me of, I would appreciate. You should just do it. I'm, I'm saying you are the one who killed uh, Tom. How could I have killed Tom? I was at masses at the time. And then how would he get by? Like, because half those Columbo episodes are, like, so cheap where they're just, like, he got by because, like, he'll have, like, a, an inflatable raft or something. Like, like, like the, you, you had the, 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 uh, the bicycle pump set to inflate at midnight, so it pumped up and made it look like a silhouette was in the window. Man, can you imagine you watch 90 minutes of Columbo and that's the, uh, that's the solution? Do you know Columbo's first name, Mike? I think it's Frank. It's only on his ID. Only on his ID. They never. They only call him Lieutenant Columbo. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Best Show Best, and I want to thank Martin DeGrell for uh, supervising the episodes. I want to thank Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martine Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, John Worcester, of course, and you. And once again, listen to the Best Show live. Each and every Tuesday night on your computer at thebestshow.net. Thanks so much.